Hello, hello. Welcome to Explain It Like I'm 10 in Under 10. I'm your host, creator, and producer of the series, Maria Vizireno. The science communication series is all about simplifying complex topics for curious minds, whether it's neuroscience or astrophysics or anything in between. So grab some coffee or any other beverage, and today let's talk about computer networks. More specifically, how a packet of data gets transmitted in a computer network. It does so by going through the seven layers of the OSI model, OSI standing for Open Systems Interconnection. The OSI model is uh, just a conceptual framework that splits communication between devices into seven steps that my guest will discuss. And my guest is Yevhen Vaituk, or J for short, who has received his bachelor's in computer science and cybersecurity and is now a computer network security engineer. Now, I love technology, so this is one of my favorite topics, even though I think it's a little easier to follow it in its video form. And of course, you can find the link to the YouTube video in the episode's details. Also, there's a small addendum that I added to the interview to kind of explain the seven steps of the model again. You'll know it's an addendum by hearing this sound. All right, let's get started. Hello, cheers. So, what do you want to talk about today? Hmm, computer networking, like in a super duper nutshell, because there's just so much stuff there. What is it in a nutshell? It's just an interconnection of different computers or devices like phones that are able to talk to each other using different protocols, you know, using the internet and electric signals and whatnot, radio signals too, to transmit data between each other. Can you tell me a little bit, what is a protocol? Well, formal sets of instructions that dictate step-by-step uh, -step how to do something. In networking, you know, protocols would be in charge of dictating how the data would be prepared, transmitted, packed, unpacked. There's a lot of them. People came up with it just because it was at one point needed, right? World was evolving and worldwide net was a thing. It's like, well, what do we do? We can't have a wild west out there because for this successful communication, we need very defined set of rules and agreement of how we're going to be doing this. It's like if uh -huh. we both were speaking different languages, none of us would understand anything. So can you give me some examples of what protocols do? I'm assuming they tell some kind of data to go somewhere, right? To get opened a certain way. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, but in that example, you already described probably a couple of protocols. Because it's not like one protocol does everything. So it packs and it transmits and it checks that it was sent properly, it actually sends it physically. Like that's a lot of different protocols that pass the baton to each other. All this baton passing type of thing is uh, one layer of international model that pretty much most of the networking uses, the OSI model. What is an OSI model and what are these layers? It's more like an idea. All right, we have so many things to do in order for the networking to be successful, for the communication to be successful between different devices. We have to encapsulate it as one big idea. All the OSI model dictates is that there's seven different layers and each of the layer is responsible for doing a very specific thing. To give an example, first layer, the physical layer. All that one is doing is making sure that the raw data, electrical signals or radio signals or whatever, right, that we're using is being successfully transmitted. That's all mostly it's doing. And so far it sounds like layers have hierarchy, right? In a way, yeah. Talking about the first layer is just very basic physical transmission. 
Can you walk me through? The first physical layer is just pretty much transmitting raw data. The second layer is the data link layer. All it's doing is making sure that the nodes, phone, computer, it's just nodes okay. on the network. So that one, make sure that the communication between nodes now, not just through wires of raw data, is being done. The next layer is one of the most important ones at this point, I guess, because it's the internet protocol, the network layer, which that's where the IP is. That's where we get into transmitting data in packets over the internet, wider networks and everything. Fourth layer is the transmission layer. That one dictates how data is being sent. But there's, how? Do you mean there's different options or something? There is. Like, there's two main ones that's being used, TCP and UDP. TCP standing for Transmission Control Protocol, and uh -huh. UDP is User Datagram Protocol. The or whole point... using in my apartment right now? Probably both. It depends what you're doing. The Transmission Control Protocol was developed to ensure no data loss, both sides complete a handshake. Meaning that, yeah, they first establish, like, do you want to talk? Yes, I do. Well, let's do it. And then it starts. So it checks the data that it's, it hasn't been lost, you know, over the transmission. TCP is what, let's say, if you want to send a photo to somebody, you want that photo to come in the same shape as you sent it. So it all feels like very important stuff. What's the other thing not doing that? The UDP one? Yeah. It's transmission without that handshake. Forcing the photo? Exactly. It's just being like, hey, I'm sending you stuff. I don't care if you get it, but here you go. And Why would you want that? Well, how about the phone? You're oh. talking over the phone to somebody. What do you prefer? The thing is, with TCP, the transmission control protocol, there's an overhead of checking everything. So it takes time. It might take milliseconds, but it really matters if you're talking yeah, over the phone. Okay. Voice over internet? Is that it? Yes. Okay. Streaming is also a UDP. You do not care if by any chance, you know, the quality drops a little bit on that part of your screen. Like you just want consistent sending of data without an overhead of double-checking and send it back and forth. Okay. That's why UDP is usually used. Nice. What's the next layer? Ah, next one is the session layer. It's almost a part of the transmission layer protocol, especially with TCP when you have that handshake, you create a session in a way, or we agreed to do our stuff. Well, what happens when you stop doing your stuff? Is that connection still open? How do you sever it? So that's what the session layer governs, like how to gracefully end the connection. Next one, the sixth layer is the presentation layer. All it does is make sure that the data that's being prepared is done properly by the application, because that's that's our final layer. Right, the apps on our phone? In a way, it's not like apps apps. There's protocols in the application layer that your apps might be using. But it's not like layer 7 is the apps. It's yeah. protocols like HTTP, and that's what you usually use to browse internet. Yeah. So that's like the very tip of the iceberg yeah, at that yeah. point. That's where the process starts of how to create also that packet of data. Top? It starts on the top and here's where it all comes together. That's why they are called layers, because it starts at the top with the application where it's like, okay, I need to send something and I need to make this packet of data. So in the application layer itself, makes its packet with the information from the application layer and passes it down to the next layer. And it's going down like a waterfall. And guess what? The data, the header that was made in the top layer gets passed down and gets wrapped around into layer six information. And that goes down, wraps around in layer five information. So forth, so forth, so forth, until guess what? Bingo, it makes sense. You get to layer one, which is the actual transmit the thing. On the other side, it's gonna receive that encapsulate packet and it's just gonna open it up the same way, but up. Oh, yeah. like,
So the OSI model, it kind of splits communications between devices into seven different steps, right? Called layers. And each layer or step just adds some necessary information. Like it takes the packet of data that needs to be sent somewhere, and in each layer, information gets added, like actual code, which gets wrapped around that packet of data. Which we can imagine as in, each layer adds a piece of clothing to the packet of data, and that piece of clothing contains code or information. So when the package gets prepared, it all starts with layer 7, actually, right? So that layer puts a shirt made of code on it, then layer 6 adds a shirt on top of that. And by the time you are in the physical layer 1, the data is going to be wearing 7 shirts. <laughs> and along this data's journey, the different hardware like servers, routers, take the shirts off. Uh, can you give me one example of information that gets added in a layer? Well, in the network layer, for example, the whole purpose in a nutshell is to add the vital information like the source IP and the destination IP addresses. Mm -hmm. So the writers and nodes on the way know where to send the information. So it will add the IP addresses, the number of the device from where the data is coming from, and it will add the IP number of the device that will receive it. That makes sense. Actually, this example really helps me. Thanks, Jay. So for computer networking to happen all over the world at this point, no matter what country you go to and no matter what device you have, it's, everything's using the seven layers, right? That's the model for it has how you to. communicate between computers. I'm computers. pretty sure there, there might be some experimental stuff that doesn't, but commercial uses and probably, you know, of course, military too, they pretty much adhere to this. They have to, because otherwise it's our agreement on how to communicate. If yeah. one side doesn't do it, it's not gonna work. What's an example in a non-digital life? Like hmm. having a metric system, so we all, like sciences know that yeah. what measurements are? Actually, exactly. A oh. psi model, that's a really good point. That's where scientists decide that's like, okay, let's all agree that we measure distances in meters, of course, kilometers, like, oh, we measure temperature in Kelvin, right? Because that's the SI model. If you don't do that, and I'm pretty sure there were stories where that happened, scientists from all over the world were working together, and then the project failed miserably because one side was working with feet and the other was with meters, and Americans. they didn't communicate with it. <laughs> so, Jay, what would you like to learn more about? I heard a lot about quantum computers. I don't really know how they work, and it seems crazy and fascinating because yeah. I know that our computer are just working on binary, pretty much machine Zeros code. Zeros and ones. Zeros and ones, exactly. Okay. So quantum works differently. What do they use? That's, that's exactly what I want to find out. It seems like they still use zeros and ones or some quantum cells that could be on and off at the same time. It's crazy. So that's why... One? Or both at the same time. That's the whole quantum mumbo-jumbo. If someone could explain something like that, like in simple terms, I would be I really know. happy to learn. Hey, yeah. Nazdarovye. Nazdarovye. Hey.